Hello, I'm Bernie Kyo, and welcome to my solo episode of Ye Can Do. This week, I am changing it up a little, and this will be hopefully a shorter episode than usual and a somewhat more personal one in that I will not be inviting a guest to speak with me, but I will be speaking about my experience of being a compulsive overeater and addicted to certain foods. And the reason that I'm doing that is that Paula and I had a discussion uh, both in the run up to and following her interview on her solo episode last week uh, with Patronella Ravenshear, the author of The Human Being Diet. And we both agreed that it would be potentially beneficial to some people to hear a little bit more about my story. So um, before I start, I'd just like to say that I have nothing against uh, the human being diet and certainly nothing against Patronola Ravenshire. Um, I know that she is enjoying tremendous success with her book and program and that it has helping many people. And indeed, a number of friends of mine have tried uh, certain aspects of the program and um, the initial 14 day program of semi-starvation um, and also the, um, or, or sorry, as that would be known, um, not feasting, but um, fasting. And, uh, and others have adopted just aspects of it for, for, for a couple of days and uh, to, to, to good results. And um, some of the positive things I've heard about it um, is that one friend told me that it reacquainted her with what proper vegetable portions uh, should be and how delicious it was eating more vegetables. Another that uh, cooking without oil, just with a few drops of water and then, you know, herbs, etc. And she was surprised at how delicious the food was without needing any oil or butter. And another friend um, found it extremely long term beneficial to her, to her overall health and uh, to losing um, the few kilos that you need to lose to adopt um, the protein and vegetable breakfast instead of just a black coffee and some starchy breakfast uh, because that filled her up and she grazed less and uh, and she's adopted that long term and uh, it's been 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 really helpful. It has helped her lose weight and uh, and let's face it. Um, any program which prescribes to eating um, good sized portions of lean protein and lots of veg and, you know, and an apple a day and uh, eliminates sugar, carbs, um, high fat and uh, alcohol um, is bound to have a good effect um, on the, uh, the, the scales and uh, to how we're feeling. But the reason that I want to speak today is um, that one of the reasons Paula and I, um, or Paula had suggested for featuring uh, Petronella was that she believed that if people only knew how to eat well, that uh, they would avoid 
putting on weight and getting, you know, becoming obese, um, et cetera. And that really struck me as uh, because in my experience of being a compulsive overeater um, and also of being addicted to certain foods and of being in a peer to peer support group uh, where I have encountered hundreds and heard thousands of shares and I'm in a group which has millions of participants all around the world. My experience is uh, profoundly the opposite, that no uh, person who gains significant weight or becomes obese, no person that restricts to the point of risking their lives and no person that is compulsively bulimic and vomiting uh, is lacking in nutritional knowledge. Everyone knows um, that we should be eating somewhat healthily. Most of us have heard of uh, our grandmothers telling us to, uh, you know, eat everything in moderation. And, uh, and you know, uh, the fact is that we all know to a certain extent that we should be avoiding processed foods, high fat foods, sugar foods, and only eating them occasionally. And it is my experience and belief that no one willingly eats themselves to the point of 200, 300, 400, 500 pounds. No one willingly uh, restricts to the point of death. And no one willingly engages in full-on bulimia and, and vomiting. Um, and to believe that these people, um, y- you know, could somehow with a little bit of knowledge and the right um, nutritional fine tuning could stop these behaviours and just eat well um, is um, is to really not appreciate the extent um, to which food can be an addiction and to which overeating, undereating, and bulimia, et cetera, uh, can be um, a, 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 a disorder. And so I wanted to just talk a little bit about that. And I'm talking from personal experience, not a great deal of expertise in terms of medical, obviously, or, or nutritional, but my experience of both my own um, disorder and those of hundreds, as I said, um, of people across many nationalities um, that I have personally met and obviously uh, as part of a wider group have um, been privy to to a lot more online shares and, and, and things like that. So um, and 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 the reason I'm doing this is for those people who find themselves in the situation where they desperately, you know, want to maybe stop overeating or undereating or vomiting and want to lose weight and want to become, you know, a healthy weight and want to stop harming themselves through, through vomiting. That, you know, to say to those people that, um, that food 
obsession and addiction and compulsion is is real and it is a disorder, just like alcoholism or drug addiction or any number of disorders. And the fact that you find yourself in that hopeless and perilous situation where you desperately want to behave a certain way or achieve a certain weight or and you have all the knowledge in the world to do so, but can't do it. And it's because you may be suffering from an addiction or a disorder and not because you lack in self-will or willpower or knowledge and certainly not nutritional knowledge. So I just like to give a little bit of um, a kind of description of what addiction is um, and uh, and for me and for countless others, um, it's a twofold, if not threefold um, uh, problem. And the first is that for whatever reason, and I've come to find that the reason doesn't really matter, um, but for whatever reason, um, whether for some it was instant and the first taste or over time while indulging and overindulging and ultimately leading to binging, um, uh, certain foods um, have become addicted to me. And this happened over a long, long period of time when due to stress and emotional reasons, et cetera, I came to increasingly rely on high fat snack foods and uh, and sugary foods like chocolate um, for some comfort initially. And, um, and as time progressed, and I'm talking over many years, um, I ultimately came to the point where once I consumed, you know, that product, um, I it's created a craving and um, and all bets were off. And so for for me and for countless others, um, the addiction is a real physiological and biological reaction uh, to eating certain substances to which we are addicted. Now, in the food, what people are addicted to is different. And some people are addicted to behaviors around food, whether it's restricting, whether it is um you know, seeking comfort through huge volume of food or, or, or whatever. Um, but essentially, all of us would have a certain foods, um, our own foods that we would be addicted to. So that means that once we consume them, we cannot moderate. The craving is such that, you know, for today, maybe I'll be able to control the quantity and uh, but tomorrow that will undoubtedly increase and then I'll find myself utterly binging um, on, on chocolate or, 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 or whatever the, the substance is. And um, because no amount of willpower in the world can counter on a permanent basis uh, the power of a full on 
physically experienced craving. Um, it would be like asking a heroin addict to moderate their heroin consumption or an alcoholic to moderate their uh, their um, whiskey consumption or their wine consumption. It's nonsensical. It's just not possible. Um, the other manifestation of the disease or the disorder or the addiction is that which we call the mental aspect is that if we do manage to achieve some form of abstinence, and many of you would relate to this in terms of having successfully dieted and abstained from certain foods for a period, um, then when we pick up those foods again, um, unlike a normal eater who can essentially moderate, a person who is addicted to a certain food substance will not be able to moderate their consumption. Um, so they will pick up um, a piece of chocolate. So I, I'll give you an example of me. So I might manage to give up chocolate for a week or a few weeks or whatever. And then I would tell myself that actually I had it all under control. And uh, eventually then I would say, right, it's fine to take up my piece of dark chocolate with my espresso after lunch. And the first day I would handle that very successfully. And maybe even a second day. On the third day, I will be eating more than that one piece. And generally within a few days to a week, I will be uh, eating whole bars, many bars a day, you know. And But each time I managed to abstain for a few days or weeks, um, I would believe, this is what they call the mental twist, that I was in control and that I could moderate. despite years and years and years of my own real life experience proving to me the contrary. So the data told me the contrary. The data told me that I uh, could not moderate, that eventually I would end up back eating huge portions of um, chocolate in this instance. And but despite that, every time I was able to stop, I manifested the willpower to stop or abstain for a while, I would end up back in that chocolate. And therefore, you know, we describe it as a, a twofold um, um, uh, disease. It's got this genuine physical uh, reaction when we consume something, just like a heroin addict, just like an alcoholic. And then like all addicts, and this is what distinguishes us um, from just people who maybe occasionally overeat or make, you know, have a period of, of, of poor lifestyle, is that we keep telling ourselves, despite years and years and years um, of, of experience to the contrary, that once we've abstained for a bit, that it's okay to pick it up again. And we believe that we'll be able to moderate and we never, ever can. And so all these diets, et cetera, out there. And uh, as I said, in no shape or form am I uh, expert enough to provide any nutritional uh, you know, advice on which is better, which isn't, um, uh, um, may may, and even that is doubtful, be helpful to um, normal eaters out there, 
you know, who do not obsess about food, who are not composed about food in any form, who may have, you know, through period of stress, work, whatever, life, just more sedentary, poor food choices, you know, creep around volume and um, portions, etc., may find to go on a diet um, and particularly one that gives fast results and then, you know, offers a program of calibration afterwards in which they can incorporate you know, the treats um, or the, the you know, the, the richer food or the sugars or whatever may find that enormously beneficial. The evidence is that a lot of people who frequently diet end up going back and putting on a lot more weight than they originally had to lose. And so there's this progression over time. Um, some of those may actually um, be developing a food disorder or addiction to, to certain foods. And the key thing, and this is my message, I, is that for those of us who um, who who are, you know, genuinely addicted, um, the issue is that we cannot moderate those items that we're addicted to, those substances we're addicted to in any shape or form. The only solution is to abstain completely from them. And that's the only explanation that I had. And I was so delighted to learn it and um, because it was the only thing that could explain to me why in the face of, you know, good willpower and discipline in other aspects of my life and my ability to have a senior role, my ability to be successful in my career, to have family, to whatever, you know, all, you know, that, that to, to organize things to whatever that, you know, that I could not understand why, despite desperately wanting to lose weight and desperately wanting to eat healthy that I could not. And like anyone over a number of years, I had um, uh, successfully dieted at times when I needed to. And in actual fact, I believe that the origin of my own compulsive eating began with a restrictive dieting pattern uh, when I lost a lot of weight in my uh, late 20s and was basically semi-starving for myself. So I'm very cautious about any diet that recommends that in any shape or form because over repeated time of this diet and that date, which advocates, you know, extreme fasting, semi-starvation, really low calories, etc. Uh, in my experience, a lot of people um, in my peer group um, have en ended up as compulsive eaters, ultimately um, on the back of trying to restrict, because when they picked up the stuff that they were, you know, uh, addicted to, they uh, like the Saturday night treat meal and then included the items, whether it be, you know, pizzas or whether it was chocolate or desserts or whatever, alcohol, whatever, that they actually have become addicted to. And they could not moderate that in any shape our form. And so for me and for countless others, despite the fact that the medical profession is still slow to recognize this, and obviously the massive multi-billion dollar diet industry and food industry doesn't want to acknowledge this, is food addiction is very real. And, uh, and, and particularly, obviously, in um, when it comes to um, uh, processed, um, high fat, sugary, salt, high fat, 
fat foods. Again, as I said, there's a huge variety among my peer group as to actually what we are addicted to. Um, and certain of us have behaviors which we're addicted to as well. Um, but it is it, it is very much a real phenomenon. And that compulsive overeating was progressive for me. Um, it slowly happened. You know, as I said, I started being able to diet successfully. You know, I uh, um I, you know, I would restrict and, and sometimes have chocolate for a meal, which now I would see as the equivalent of me and Jess, you know, taking cocaine without anything else or, you know, and uh, and today I live in, in a state of recovery from that, which means not that I can eat those substances. I can never, ever safely eat chocolate again. Um, I see it as heroin to my to my system and uh, but thankfully that recovery means that I no longer want to eat that stuff um, and um, and so I'm free of it you know and so my experience of um, becoming a compulsive overeater was a slow steady progression um, and obviously um, you know I as I said I ate for for emotional reasons I ate because I was stressed I ate because it was available and um, but but in time the food itself and my my increasing weight gain um, versus my desire to be this ultra thin you know figure that I that I was uh, when I had successfully dieted um um ultimately that became a far far bigger problem from any that I was trying to escape um by comforting myself with food and it led to um to increasing isolation um it's um, increased suffering and um um, and just this, this, you know, obviously low self-esteem um, because I could not explain to myself or anyone else why I was, you know, eating lots of this, these substances um, despite, you know, longing with all my heart to achieve, to achieve, um, you know, as I said, a healthy lifestyle, healthy weight and, and, and all of that. And uh, um, I can honestly say, uh, you know, that that this disease of compulsive overeating and this disorder and, and, and food addiction is is a terrible disease um, because it doesn't work as fast as alcohol or drugs may do and they can be lethal very very quickly but this is an insidious disease that slowly but surely robs you of your life and your self-esteem and your health and there are millions if not billions of people dying today of uh, heart disease, of diabetes, of secondary, you know, illnesses um, which are as a result of their uh, compulsive eating or overeating or restriction uh, or bulimia and that are not being attributed to the primary cause of food addiction. Um, and uh, um, But there is a solution. And uh, for me, I had to, I mean, I tried everything. I was one of those young mums who with a full-on full-time job who was rocking up in the gym at 5.30, three or four times a week. Um, I was, uh, you know, I tried to, 
therapy. I tried uh, CBT, um, which did help me in one and one only uh, way, which was recognized that what I was doing was restricting during the day and binging in my evening meal. And um, um, you name it, Weight Watchers, blah, de blah. And none of it could help me because um, all of them, practice the principle of, to a certain extent, maybe uh, apart from CBT, um, you know, restriction and then, you know, the treat meal or, or moderating, you know, moderating um, that which I, I was physically incapable of moderating because of the craving that um, I experienced once I had consumed it. So I had to seek, you know, another solution um, uh, one that I absolutely did not want to take and only did when I was at rock bottom, which was to go to a 12 step fellowship. And, uh, you know, and there I discovered that um, there there is a solution. And um, as I said, recovery is freedom, freedom from all that, freedom from obsession, freedom from wanting. Um, and uh, um, and we, we whatever our solution is, because um, it, it may not be um, a 12 step fellowship for, for some people. Um, but but I can tell you that if you're addicted, it lies in abstinence abstaining um and and for me to do that in the long term i i needed a more spiritual way of of dealing with with my problems and i don't mean religious i'm not a believer in god um and uh but i needed to um adopt the tools which are the steps which enabled me to deal with the shit that comes up on a daily basis in my life and i do that by no means perfectly so this is for anyone who might be struggling out there um that cannot explain to themselves or others why in the face of, you know, this unbelievable longing to behave a different way around food, to be healthy, to achieve, um, you know, a healthy weight and uh, who find themselves secretly binging, um, secretly uh, um, restricting or vomiting, uh, you know, um, becoming obese, you know, becoming um, too skinny or, you know, vomiting to the point where they are, uh, they are, um, you know, endangering their, their organs, their, 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 their stomach, their teeth, you know, and all of that, that, you know, it, you may be suffering from a, a disorder, you may have an addiction and um, that if you do, it is just like any other disorder um, or disease. Um, it is not your fault. Um, you do not willingly eat yourself or restrict yourself to death. And please seek help. And my email is will be on the notes of this episode. If you want to speak to me further, uh, please do email me and we, we'll arrange that. There, there is a solution. And so for normal eaters, you know, the occasional diet, et cetera, may work wonderfully, but it by no means is the solution for people who genuinely have a real problem uh, around food and food obsession and compulsion. And with that, I'll pass. So thank you for listening. <laughs>